Welcome to Empowering Business Women by Brenda Regiment. This program will focus on all aspects of women-owned businesses from a financial education standpoint. Get ready to learn about resources you can use for loans, tax advantages, real estate, and leadership. Now, here's your host, Brenda Regiman. Welcome to Empowering Business Women with Brenda Regiman. Business owners, are you looking to expand or grow your business? Today, Jim Bryan will share with us the Emerging Leaders Initiative for CEO or executives. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Jim. Jim began his career at SBA by underwriting low interest rate loans for businesses experiencing economic loss as a result of natural disasters. After two years, he transferred to the Sacramento District Office and for the next 15 years, served as a loan underwriter for both of SBA's primary loan programs. Later, Jim took on his current role as a deputy mm-hmm. district director for the Sacramento District Office. In this role, he assists the district director in the delivery of SBA services to 21 Northern California counties located between San Joaquin and the Oregon, Oregon border. Jim has served 32 years with the U.S. Small Business Administration. All of these have been in Sacramento. He has a bachelor's in business administration and an MBA in finance. Without further ado, let's welcome Jim to the show. Jim, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you, Brenda. I was reading in the SBA website that um, the SBA Emerging Leaders Initiative has trained over 5,000 small businesses, created over 6,500 jobs, which has generated over 300 million in new financing, secured over 3.16 billion in government contracts. Can you elaborate a little bit more on this? Sure. Um, Let me tell you a little bit about the background of the program, Um, and then I'll answer your question. the program began with a nonprofit corporation uh, located in Boston called Enterize. Uh, Enterize looked at uh, different college and university MBA programs about 15 years ago, and they took bits and pieces of the programs that they liked and put together uh, the program they call the Streetwise MBA. And they started offering it in the Boston area to business executives. And um, at some point, someone at SBA uh, ran across the program and suggested to our leadership in Washington, D.C. that we take a closer look at this um, program. And um, we did. And as a result, uh, we went into negotiations and discussions with NRIS and ultimately partnered to deliver that program through our district offices located around around the country. Uh, we call the program Emerging Leaders. Um, Enterise called it Streetwise MBA program, but it's the same thing. Okay. So the program is intended to help uh, businesses that are poised for growth, but really haven't figured out how to make the leap to actually grow their business to the next level. Um, and that's what the curriculum is designed to do, to help those businesses come up with a way that they can move their businesses forward and give them a plan and the tools to do that. Uh, The statistics um, uh, pertaining to the results of the course are pretty dramatic, uh, but it's not surprising because this is a growth-oriented program for businesses. Um, SBA got involved 10 years ago, and we, have, we started with a few of our district offices, of which we have 68, and we have one district office in each state, and in larger states we have more. And over the years, SBA has been adding the um, program to more district offices. Um, so I think this year we are training approximately 900 CEOs in the program. So wow. the, the numbers are starting to grow. That's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, as you know, keeping doors open in a business is a, already a great mm-hmm. challenge as it is. But I think that uh, there's a greater challenge to it when you hit that wall as a CEO or as a business owner of, okay, so how do I take my business to the next level? Because um, 
you know the potential, you have a vision, you have a mission, okay? But a lot of times there is uh, a professional mentoring needed in one of us as a business owners, as a CEOs. And I think that uh, the reason why your programs are growing is because not only uh, business owners are finding that that's exactly what they need to move forward. Am I correct? Uh, absolutely. Um, as you said, when a, well, when a business starts, um, the, the CEO or the owner has to wear a lot of hats, has to do a lot of things. And um, some of those he or she can do well, others not so well, but somehow they manage to get through it, get the business established and uh, start picking up customers and growing their revenue and whatnot. Well, uh, at some point in, in the evolution of a business, um, the business sort of hits a wall. They want to grow, revenues are, are at a good point. They have employees, they have customers, uh, but they find themselves in a situation where they can't seem to grow any further than that. And there are reasons for that, uh, mainly because the existing structure and the people and the resources are running at maximum capacity. The CEO is tapped out time-wise and cannot um, really come up with an idea on, on how to move this business forward. Usually the CEO is so involved in daily operations that he or she really doesn't have a lot of time to really put a plan together. Now, there are a lot of organizations and a lot of help out there for startup businesses, uh, but there are very few programs and resources out there to help the businesses that are successful and are poised for growth. Uh, Emerging Leaders is that program. Absolutely. I feel, uh, personally, I feel identified with what you just stated, okay, wearing many, many, many hats. (laughs) Just because... um, you know, when you start a business, absolutely, that's exactly what you need to do to be able to gain trust to deliver, okay, that service, that product. And of course, you have to have passion about what you do. Because if there's no passion, you won't last to begin with, right? With all this commitment you're taking. But um, there's a point in time that a CEO or a business owner has to recognize that maybe and just maybe that one CEO is stopping the growth of its own business. Is that correct? Uh, that's absolutely correct, and that's a very interesting part of this program, especially for me. I'm usually amazed at uh, how and why CEOs sign up for the program because usually CEOs feel that they are in control, they're the top person in that company, and um, let's face it, CEOs are generally pretty um, lonely people. Uh, they don't have a lot of people to talk to or to get help from, and sometimes it's hard for them to ask for help, and when they feel like they need the help, uh, the question is, well, who do, who do I ask? Uh, then along comes a program like Emerging Leaders, and it is focused squarely on the CEO uh, and helping that CEO create the tools and uh, learn ways to move his or her business forward. Amazing. I love it. Uh, Jim, how long has that program been offered in Sacramento and how can you register? Uh, the, the program, as I mentioned, uh, has been offered, uh, emerging leaders we're talking about, through Small Business Administration for 10 years. Uh, we were added to the program in Sacramento three years ago. Okay. We are right now um, midway through our third uh, class of emerging leaders. Uh, if you want information on emerging leaders, there are three ways um, to get it. You can go directly to Enterise. Uh, their website is www.enterise.org. You can get on their website, read about the program, and uh, find a location where the program's being offered. You can come to us at Small Business Administration at www.sba.gov. 
the best place for information is your local Small Business Administration District Office. Uh, there's one, at least one, located in every state. Uh, you can find those district offices at our website, www.sba.gov. And, and I will say that the program is offered once a year, uh, and we generally start marketing the program late December or early January of, of each year. Okay. Okay, wonderful. Uh, before we move on to the schedules, uh, and when I say schedules, I'm talking about the modules, I would like to share uh, some common mm-hmm. mistakes that uh, businesses owners do. And let's start with the first one. No formal business plan in place. Do you think that we all should have a business plan in place? Yes, we do. Why? And the, and the first mentality I you know, uh, hear or the statement I hear from businesses is like, my business is up and running. Why do I need a plan? That's one of the, you know, uh, statements I have heard. The other one is making a financial decision without proper analysis. So why do you need this? Because before you hire employees, you need to understand where you are financially, right? Especially when you are committing to pay those taxes. Quantify the results before you commit to a decision that will impact your business. And this is all about financial decisions. Understanding the profit and cash flow, because they're not the same thing. They're not the same thing. So uh, if my company is profitable, where's all my money? That's what I hear every year. (laughs) They, um, They tell me, so I made all this money? Where's the money? Why am I paying all these taxes? That's the first thing that I hear after, you know, we have these uh, meetings with the businesses. So before I go on, I have uh, 12 common mistakes that I'm going to go ahead and share with you throughout the the show. But uh, before we go on, I wanted to share this because it's so important to understand why even that we've been established for a while, even though we've been successful at what we do, but why would we need to, you know, register in a program such as the Emerging Leaders Initiative Program? Um, so I know that we have uh, about four minutes till break, but we can if we can share a little bit of, of the modules. Sure. Yeah. The. Um the course itself uh, runs over seven months. Uh, there are uh, 13 classroom sessions. Uh, there is homework, uh, and there are some requirements to meet out of class in small groups. The curriculum is uh, divided into five modules. Um, the first is um, strategic assessment and goal setting, um, followed by financial management. That's where we look at the financial statements of the business. And we bring in guest expert mentors to work with the smaller groups of CEOs. And we invite the CEOs to bring their financials so the mentors can help look at their financials and not just generic ones. And then in module three, we move to marketing and sales. And here we're looking at product mix and start getting into the competitive landscape analysis. Uh, module four talks about the resources we're going to need in order to make this plan work, the three-year strategic growth plan. Um, during that module, we will bring in a panel of lenders to talk about the different types of loans and how to use the funds, and also a contracting panel to help businesses that want to do contract business. And then the final module, um, each uh, participating CEO will present a three-year strategic growth plan for his or her business that he or she developed during the 12 previous sessions of the course. So pretty much this uh, program helps that CEO or business owner to not only uh, achieve their dreams of how to expand their business, mm-hmm. but also to find themselves. That's what I'm hearing. because. When you sit there with other CEOs and you start listening to what, why your business is not growing, and sometimes it could be us that is stopping it from growing, we pretty much start refocusing our goals, 
learning what exactly we want, how can we move forward? Is that, am I making sense in this? Yeah, absolute sense, Brenda. Um, one of the fun parts of this program for me, um, and I do all of the interviewing for the Sacramento class, and I attend all of the class sessions. Uh, the fun part for me is watching the uh, transformation of the CEOs uh, from the time I do the first interview until they finish the course. A lot of CEOs come to the realization at some point in the class that the reason I'm not able to grow my company probably has more to do with me than anything else. I am the reason my company's not growing. And if I'm going to grow my company, I've got to change my position in the company. And I have to take a look at the things I do. And I may have to give some of those up. And that's a hard thing for CEOs. Jim, hold that thought, please. Let's go to a break. And when we come back, we will hear more about Jim's recommendations for the program. If you have any questions, you can call us at 866-472-5790. We will be right back. Thanks. business you'll find the experts here voice america business network if you're having tax problems are getting irs letters or experiencing a tax audit call 916-476-3244 for a tax consultation with your host brenda regimen brenda is a tax expert based in sacramento california you can contact brenda regimen by phone or email at 916-476-3244 or brenda at bdtaxfinancegroup.net. In your business, are you on top of your PR game? PR is what tells your story. Whether it's the business itself, key people in your business, or showing your best face to the public, listen for the brand ambassadors. Host Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield will discuss effective presentation ideas, building your personal brand, risk management, crisis communication, and more. Focus your business goals and PR resources. Listen live Fridays at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Empowering Business Women. To reach Brenda Regimond on today's show, call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, you can send it to Brenda at bdtaxfinancegroup.net. Now, back to Empowering Business Women by Brenda Regimen. Welcome back to the show. We have Jim Bryant here today, and he's sharing about the Emerging Leaders Initiative program. Before we go on, I mm-hmm. noticed that we have a call from Sarah in California. Hi, Sarah. How are you today? I'm doing good. I was listening to your guys' program and, um, you know, really interested um, to hear what, um, you know, I heard Jim talking about when he was saying about business owners, how they want to grow, but they kind of have no idea how. And um, he was saying that, you know, it's really the actual CEO that has to grow for the business to grow. And I was just curious to know if he has any like personal experiences with a certain CEO, like, you know, how this uh, program, you know, made him grow in what way? Well, absolutely. Uh, Actually, it happens to a certain degree to every CEO that participates in the class. Uh, As they go through the different modules, um, they start self-realizing and and they can see uh, through what they're learning that, gosh, I am 
part of the problem here because I'm doing exactly what I'm hearing I shouldn't be doing at this stage in, in the game. One of the readings that the CEOs uh, do as part of the course, um, it, it's, a, it's a funny uh, title, but it it's something like the things that CEOs do to make their business start and be successful may be the very things that will put them out of business later on. And that's kind of a funny mm-hmm. concept, but it's absolutely true. Uh, when a business starts, usually the CEO has to do almost everything and um, has certain uh, attitudes towards the build, uh, business and um, approaches customers a certain way and marketing a certain way. And and the theory is that some of that stuff, w- while it works early on, it's not going to work very well uh, for a much larger business organization. Um, and the crux is the CEO generally is going to have to uh, get to the point where he or she realizes if I'm going to grow this business, I'm going to have to let go of some of these things, and I'm going to have to change yeah. my position in the business. And we see it yeah, all the time. You know what, Jim? That is so hard to do. <laughs> it's, it is I, the hardest thing a CEO is asked to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it's pretty much our baby, well, thank right? You for the the info. Yeah, our baby. thank you for, for the info. But yeah, I was... Uh, you know, again, being, you know, I myself and starting a business and, you know, being a jack of all trades. So, yeah, I could see myself later down in the future, you know, when I'm going to be growing to, to let go and to learn how to delegate. Absolutely. Yeah. And a part of that is uh, who are you going to delegate to? Where will you find those people and uh, how are you going to train them to the point where, they can start making decisions and making them in a way that you would probably make them. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for so much for the info. I mean, I really appreciate that you guys are doing this, you know, for the community, um, especially uh, with, you know, business owners being so busy nowadays and, you know, having, you know, the, the internet, you know, such a great tool to have to, to reach people, you know, um, literally over the phone, you know, over an internet connection and giving them this vital information. So I want to applaud you both. Thank you so much for your work. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. We appreciate you listening. And if you know of anybody that would be interested in, you know, joining this program or applying, um, please, you know, feel free to share this information because that's really what we're doing. We want our economy to grow, but sometimes we as business owners have to grow first before our economy can grow, okay? Guys, have a great day. You too, thank you for calling. Uh, Okay, so one of my questions, Jim, is is what types of businesses participate in this program? Well, uh, the program is open to uh, pretty much all types of uh, for-profit and non-profit businesses. Um, It's not open to government organizations or uh, type businesses like that or organizations like that. It's really focused on uh, businesses um, and um, it, it doesn't make any difference whether it's a prof- for-profit or, or non-profit. Uh, we have, in our classes, have had a variety of industries represented and, and I would like to say that we try to get as wide a variety of industries represented in each class as possible because there's a lot of cross-learning from one industry to the other, from CEO to CEO, and that makes the program much more valuable to the participants if we have a wide variety of businesses participating. Uh, Typically, our classes will have construction firms, uh, electrical contractors. Uh, We've had... um, a beauty salon, we've had a couple of medical doctors, uh, restaurants are very popular, they like the program. Um, so it sort of runs runs the gamut. Um, we also have um, information technology firms, data processing firms, um, it's just a, a variety of firms. And uh, can you give me a sample of a nonprofit? Because this is the first time I hear that nonprofits can also attend, and that's really good. It's very good. They also need, 
you know, collaboration on how to handle uh, their books. A lot of, uh, you know, different laws have changed to nonprofits, and I hear more and more that they're getting in trouble for not keeping their books. They think because they're nonprofit, they don't have to do their tax returns, because they're nonprofit, they um, don't have to have the accuracy in their books, uh, borrow directors, you know, so much of um, legality that they're not doing because nobody is really watching them, but yes. There is people watching them. There is loss for nonprofits. So that, to me, that something new that they can attend to this program. That's amazing. Sure. Um, we, when it comes to nonprofits, we take a very close look at, at the nonprofit to see who they are, what they do, what their um, focus is, and we generally want to get a nonprofit that has something to do with the economy or. Uh, helping um, employment or business growth or something related to that. Um, and, of course, the the nonprofit has to meet our eligibility requirements and and sort of has to fit the, the mold. But uh, just by being a nonprofit doesn't exclude a business from participating. Um, but we, we do take a, a bit of a closer look at nonprofits uh, to see, as we do with all business, that the program is right for that business uh, and they're right for the, the course as well. Okay. Uh, the next question is, how do I qualify to participate? I know we have requirements and I would like you to tell us about them, um, but if you're listening and after you hit the requirements you get discouraged because you're not there yet. <clears throat> Please, please, please still keep this program in mind or share it with people that, you know, can definitely uh, be able to apply because what happens is that uh, this program and, and the reason why I like the program so much is because I was invited as an expert, financial expert about two years ago. And I was sharing this with Jim that one, uh, I, you know, came and sat among these uh, CEOs. I what had a great experience and I could identify myself with them and also um, I learned that even people that have been in business for years and years I'm talking 20 25 years making two million three million dollars you know that shows in their profit and loss I was just you know impressed by them wanting to grow, by them wanting to understand how to take their business to the next level. And uh, to me, that is honorable. And this is why I, you know, like this program so much. I just wanted you to know that. And But I also want uh, Jim to tell us the requirements. And again, if you're not there yet, don't get discouraged. I'm pretty sure one day you will qualify for it. Well, Brenda, let me start answering a question by saying uh, uh, who is not for the program okay. right now, and that is startups and uh, people thinking about starting a business. This just wouldn't be a good use of their time. What we are looking for for the program are businesses uh, that have been around for approximately three years. They're poised for growth. Uh, revenue in the, in the approximate area of 400000 a year and have at least one employee besides the CEO. We're also uh, very keenly interested in who we select for the program for different reasons, uh, but we're looking for CEOs that admit they don't know everything uh, and are willing to learn uh, but also they're willing to share what they know with their fellow uh, CEO participants because a major uh, part of this program is peer learning. Mm -hmm. uh, the CEOs learn a great deal from one another. And I can tell you from attending the classes, uh, when you get 15 to 20 uh, CEOs of successful companies together, it is an awesome force and a vast storehouse of knowledge. Um, and it's a, it's a pleasure to watch the interaction of those CEOs. What we try to establish very early on is um, a, an environment where those CEOs are willing to start discussing some things that they may not be able to discuss with someone else 
uh, in their business uh, or their competitors, and certainly their spouse doesn't want to hear about it when they get home. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can identify with that. Uh, When it comes to you being a CEO or a business owner, you have major commitment and responsibilities. And sometimes you are already overwhelmed enough and you do not want to come and bring this home or you don't want to talk to uh, just someone. You would like to share this with another person that is living the same thing, that is, it can understand you. It can tell you, I've been there, but this is how I did it. Or maybe, uh, you know, a mentor, right? So I completely understand that um, I heard so, so pretty much one of the requirements is that it has been in business for three years, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, however, that's the minimum requirement we're looking for. We uh, have businesses in the program that have been in operation for 25 years and, and anywhere in between. Anywhere in between? Okay. And the annual revenue again, Jim, that will be at least 400000 Yes, 400000 and again, we have businesses in the program that greatly exceed that. Mm-hmm. There's, that there's no upper level. Uh, well, I would say there is an upper level uh, in that businesses that have a huge revenue probably have all the systems and people and systems in place and don't, wouldn't really benefit from the program. So, and one more, one more of the requirements is uh, have at least one employee other than self, correct? Correct. Okay. So, we're looking at uh, very small uh, businesses and maybe not so so small because, again, my experience was sitting with the CEOs and, you know, looking at their P&L. That was one of my jobs when I, you know, uh, volunteer as an expert and I was pretty amazed. Now, one thing that caught my attention is even though they had this, you know, profit and loss reports, they had their balance sheets, they still didn't understand at their fully capacity what those meant. And this is, what, that was part of my experience as, you know, teaching them what to look for and how to, you know, look at their revenue, their expenses, their cost of goods sold. Uh, to me, it was a pretty amazing uh, experience. And, but again, the program, you know, brought experts. And I would like you to elaborate a little bit on that, how the program brings experts from the community to assist them in understanding these uh, reports. Uh, Absolutely, Brenda. Uh, And let's take that um, part of the program and and I'll kind of um, answer your question talking about financial statements. Um, we, We know from many years of experience that People who start businesses do it because they have a passion, uh, they have a skill, they have a desire to do something or to provide a product or a service to someone. Um, But we have not run across anybody yet that started a business because they like to go through financial statements or keep books or uh, count the inventory at the end of the day. So uh, CEOs, even very um, experienced CEOs are very good generally at what they do, uh, the product or service uh, that they have. But a lot of them are not so good in the management of the business. And part of that, a very important part, is understanding their financials. Mm-hmm. They may have a cursory understanding. They may look at certain things monthly when they get their statements, but they're not using those statements to the full benefit um, and the course goes into financial statements, and that, that's probably the first eye-opener session for the CEOs is when they um, really are forced to start looking more deeply into their own financial statements. So what we do is uh, organize the class into small groups uh, of four or five CEOs per group, and we will bring in guest expert mentors such as Brenda, CPAs, um, former uh, controllers, people that really understand financials, to sit down with that smaller group and to go through the financial statements uh, that the CEO participants bring 
um, from their companies, and and they start to look deep more deeply into those statements, and and what they're looking for is. Um, what is uh, out of all of these numbers? What's really important to the success and growth of my business? What are the numbers on those statements that I should be really focusing on? And and is there a way I can create a dashboard to track those things better than I'm able to do now? Um, the intent is not to make the CEOs CPAs, but to give them a better idea of how to find and use the information in their financials. Uh, to grow their business and to be successful. Absolutely, because at the end, the bottom line is what matters, correct? Uh, let's take another break, and when we come back, we will hear more about the uh, Emerging Leaders Initiative Program. Thank you. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. If you are having tax problems, are getting IRS letters, or experiencing a tax audit, call 916-476-3244 for a tax consultation with your host, Brenda Regiment. Brenda is a tax expert based in Sacramento, California. You can contact Brenda Regiment by phone or email at 916-476-3244 or Brenda at bdtaxfinancegroup.net. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empowering Business Women. To reach Brenda Regimund on today's show, call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, you can send it to Brenda at bdtaxfinancegroup.net. Now, back to Empowering Business Women by Brenda Regiman. We are back live. We are in the last segment of the show. And uh, it looks like we have Guillermo from California on the line. Guillermo, are you there? Yes, I, yes, yes, I'm here. Um, Hi, Guillermo. Thank you for, for calling. Hello, how are you doing, Brenda? Good, good. I'm good, thank so you. I do have a question for Jim. I'm a real business. I'm real busy. I'm running all, all over the place. So I want to know how flexible is your program? What are the hours? And can I take one module that particular interest to me? Like, let's say, for instance, marketing and skip some of the other programs. How does that work? Uh, great question. Um, actually, it is not a very flexible program from that standpoint. It, it is very structured. Um, there are 13 classroom sessions uh, spaced two weeks apart. The curriculum moves very quickly, um, and it is all tied together. If you take one module, it's probably not going to be all that beneficial. The uh, entire course is designed to allow the CEO participants to develop a three-year strategic growth plan for their businesses. Each class gives the CEOs some information that they can apply to their uh, growth plan. And the next class adds to that. So they're building that strategic growth plan as they go along. Um, And uh, so uh, going through the whole course really is the benefit 
Um, but right. but there's not a lot of flexibility in the schedule. Okay. So now, Jim, it's uh, are these uh, morning classes, afternoon classes, or, or uh, do we have time for us busy CEOs to uh, really attend all the classes? Yeah, that's another uh, great uh, question. Uh, in Sacramento, we for our class, we try to do the class from two to five on Wednesday afternoons. Um, that seems to be the easiest time for most CEOs to participate. Uh, it doesn't work for everybody, but um, everybody has to make a little bit of a sacrifice uh, to be there. And one of the things yeah. um, that is interesting about this um, program and the schedule is that, as you said, CEOs are busy people. They don't have time for much of anything extra. Um, all of their time is consumed. Uh, but this course really teaches CEOs if they're going to move their business forward, they're going to have to step away from that business and they have to have the structure there to keep that business running while they're uh, somewhere else uh, thinking about the strategic growth of that business. This course forces the CEOs out of their businesses for at least three hours every two weeks and starts getting them to the point where they understand, yes, I can be away from a business and I can continue it successfully. Thank you. Thank you for the information. Enjoy your show. Have a good afternoon. Thank you, Guillermo. Thank you for calling. Sure. Um, you okay. know, there is a big point on this and Absolutely. I understand when you tell us this CEO is going to have to make time because that's the one thing we don't know how to do. <laughs> you know, um, the program is free, but the cost of the program is your time and commitment. And <clears throat> that we are already committed to our businesses. We are already committed to our uh, services to our clients, to our employees, to uh, our families, to society overall. Okay, and but sometimes, sometimes we just need to learn how to delegate. Sometimes we need to learn how to find the right people that will take on uh, task or administrating or those um, decision making. And this is what the program will teach us. The, the program will take us into another level that we are all wanting to uh, get, wanting to learn. But uh, again, it's commitment mm -hmm. and the curriculum, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is seven months. Is that correct, Jim? Uh, yes, it runs over a seven-month period. Okay. And I was there twice um, because we were into the financial module. And I can tell you, these people are having fun because I they were happy. You know, they were collaborating with each other. They made friends um, among each other. They, I don't know, I, the environment itself. The environment itself is very, very good. I, I wanted to be actually one of them. <laughs> well, one of one of the things that we try to do early on in the course, Brenda, is to establish that atmosphere. And, and one of the ground rules is that everything we talk about in that class stays in that class. Uh, we don't allow outside visitors except the invited uh, guest mentors. And we try to establish an environment where those CEOs, as quickly as possible, get to the point where they're comfortable discussing some of their innermost secrets and fears uh, with their uh, CEO um, classmates. Um, and that's especially important uh, when they start working in their smaller groups of four to five, mm -hmm. that they feel that they can start talking about things that are important to them in their business, especially problem areas, because chances are uh, if a business has a problem, one of the other CEOs in that group has probably had that same problem, may have a solution for it, um, and vice versa. So it's a environment of um, uh, openness, frankness, uh, being able to be secure 
in, in talking with your fellow CEOs uh, without being ridiculed or mm-hmm. having the information um, disseminated outside of the class and, and that type of thing. And so the, the CEOs start learning from each other. One of the other things besides being very busy we know about CEOs is generally they're very lonely people mm-hmm. and they don't have someone to talk to. Um, across the board, almost without exception, everybody that's ever participated in Emerging Leaders has said the greatest part of that program is to have somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, they um, bond very quickly with their smaller groups. Um, and we have uh, groups that are still meeting periodically uh, from the first session three years ago. They uh, f- found it so beneficial. They Even after the course was over, that small group uh, continues to meet uh, periodically to, to share ideas and information. That, that was my next question. I'm glad you said that. Um, I can totally relate at being fearful, you know, have a fear of just disseminating information or just sharing information from what I am going through, what I'm going through in my business. And when I find a person that is stronger than me, that it's, you know, bigger, if I can see it, that I'm looking up to, right? Because you can tell, you can tell when you are with another person that is just like you and, you know, Mm -hmm. you you feel good about it and you feel that you can share this. You don't feel intimidated. And sometimes CEOs or business owners that have been successful look tough, but they're not. They have their weak points. And because they seem tough and they know that, right? They don't want to show the weak point to their employees or to their neighbor or to, uh, I don't know, friends, you name it. But that's why I told you that when I came in, you know, to this program as a, as an expert, I loved it. I felt welcoming, even though I was not part of them. I I saw, you know, the the friendship, okay, the brotherhood, the sisterhood that they had among themselves. And and I, my question was, and and again, you already, you know, answered my question is that do they keep that relationship? Because I'm pretty sure that they connected very well after being together for seven months. Yeah, they sure do. Um, There's a bonding uh, that occurs in that um, course. um, And uh, uh, there's a mutual respect among all of the CEOs for one another. Uh, we have businesses at different levels, some some at the lower end of the scale, some at the upper, uh, but it makes no difference. There's there's a real bonding of the CEOs and there's a, there's a respect uh, among all of the CEOs for one another and a trust um, in, in being able to discuss things with their fellow CEOs and also a willingness to learn from their fellow CEOs, um, someone that manages or owns a large business may get the answer he or she's looking for from someone that owns a smaller business but has come up with a solution for the for the problem. So it, it works all different ways. Uh, but, yeah, there is a very close bonding of the CEOs um, once they go through the experience. That's amazing. Um, I want to share two of the most common mistakes that business owners do. One of them is not having the right people doing the right thing, okay? And that means understanding the roles and the skill sets your business needs, that's how you find the right people to execute them. When you're in this program, that's the first thing you learn. Why? Because first you have to step away to be able to be in the program. Second, you start understanding what the CEO is not doing right. And one of the worst things we do is delegating. We just don't know how. Because when we first started this business, and, you know, most of us are in small businesses, which means that it's, uh, you know, moms and pops, right? That's how everybody starts, mostly. Um, So it's our baby, it's our baby. We don't want to let go. We know that if we delegate, something might go wrong. But guess what? You already hit that wall and you're ready for expansion. 
you're ready to go to the next level. So this is where you need to start looking for mentoring. This is where you need to start looking for professional guidance. Um, my recommendation is to look into the Emerging Leaders Initiative Program. Uh, Jim already told us that it's in 68 locations. 60. 60 locations. And I understand that we have four in California. We have four in California. We have um, in New York. Can you tell us a little more of those locations so people can look them up before we end the show? Well, I can't list them all. There, there are 60 that are offered through Small Business Administration. But I, I'll tell you, they are located in the major cities in, in each state. Uh, if you go on... Um, Actually, I have it here, so we can share them. But again, go, go ahead and give the information. So Yeah, you can find uh, where the program is offered uh, by the, going on the SBA website or call your local district office and they, they'll tell you where the nearest uh, class is being offered. Yes, because they're pretty much everywhere. Uh, but I have a big list here. Uh, unfortunately, we're running out of time. And they're telling me I need to close. So <laughs> um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Stay tuned for next show. We will have a special guest, Sonia Hassey. Sonia will help us understand how to renew our confidence to take our business to the next level. If you have any questions, you can always call us at 916-476-3244. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Empowering Businesswomen by Brenda Regimen. We hope you'll join us for another edition next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great weekend. 